0: The Spiritual Freedom Show with Richard Lawrence, where politics is not the answer, materialism counts for nothing, and spirituality will set you free.
1: Well, welcome to the Spiritual Freedom Show, and I must say I'm absolutely thrilled to be joined by some excellent guests today. Uh, We have Katie Dawson, who's calling us from Surrey in the UK, lovely part of the UK, for those who don't know it. And we have uh, our very good friend, Dave Capraro, actually, calling us from Michigan. He's the organiser of the Michigan branch of the Ethereum Society, and he'll be our guest presenter today. And, of course, as always, we're joined by Darren Ball, who really glues this whole show together and, and arranges most things to do with it. I really don't think there is any radio show uh, that I know of uh, covering the ground that we're going to be covering here. And that's no thanks to me at all. It's all thanks to the inspiration for this radio show, which is The Nine Freedoms. And if you want to know more about The Nine Freedoms, please go to our page on www.etherius.org. That's A-E-T-H-E-R-I-U-S dot org. And you can hear about how it was delivered by uh, mars sector 6 a great cosmic uh, orator and how it was delivered through dr george king i believe to be the greatest medium in history i I really don't think and and i speak as someone who's done some much much more basic forms of channeling than this but nevertheless i really don't think from my studies uh, with the greatest respect to Particularly the likes of Alice Bailey and Madame Blavatsky and other great uh, individuals who have Swedenborg, for example, uh, the, the Swedish mystic. There are, there are many great mediums through history, but nothing really of the caliber, I, I really, from my studies anyway, uh, of Dr. George King. So we're very fortunate. I don't think, as I say, there is a radio show that sort of spent an hour focusing on cosmic consciousness before. Please correct me if I'm wrong. Send me all the details of all the radio shows that have been doing this, and I will gladly eat my words, by the way. Uh, And another word for this, of course, would be nirvana. Uh, Another word, phrase for this would be seedless samadhi. This is the ultimate. This is the great goal and the great news, and it's such a positive text the nine freedoms whether you hear it on audio whether you read it from the book whether you hear dr king's lectures on about it is its positivity these are signposts yes we're a long way off we're a long i i none of us i think i don't know anyone i doubt there is anyone as a matter of fact who's not ascended who has entered cosmic consciousness certainly in the public eye or known in the public eye in our world um but uh, there, there, there may be claimants, by the way, but this is a very rarely attained thing, but it's something we are told we will, not we might, we will all be able to attain at some point in our evolution, in our progress. So we're going to move because we were given a little hint there, and this is also very unusual in, in spiritual history, you might say, uh, that Mars 6 told us that it's actually... Sh- this very state itself shows us our readiness for an even greater um, step. And that greater step is ascension. We've touched on ascension before on the Spiritual Freedom Show. Uh, we're going to come back to it now in this show, because this is the, where cosmic consciousness leads, and it shows how it leads us there and what we will really need to do to become ascended. Again, lots of claims out there. Uh, Don't take our word, by the way, for anything said here. Investigate it yourself. Check it out yourself. See what conclusions you come to. But let's start, as we always do, by playing uh, an extract. And this time, it won't be an extract from Mars Sector 6, but it will be an extract from Dr. George King, who is one of the very few people uh, who has entered, genuinely entered, not the only, but one of the few, who's genuinely did enter cosmic consciousness and wrote about it, because most people didn't really record their experiences. Uh, or they felt it was beyond words, and I'm sure it is beyond words, but he did give a technical description. We heard examples of it last week. And so now we're actually going to hear from Dr. King uh, talking about this state, cosmic consciousness, but in his commentary, in his lecture on the sixth freedom of ascension, given uh, in Los Angeles in 1961. So, Tim, would you please play our first extract?
2: You're in very, very deep state of meditation here. You're in cosmic consciousness too here in this state. You must be, must be higher than even normal meditation, deep samadhi condition. This with no heat in the body. You are, to all intents and purposes, dead, and yet living far, far more than you've ever lived before, and this time consciously, because all your energies are transmuted, you see. And there is coldness in the body. That means that the body is in an immobile state, and all the energies which normally run the body are used in this one pointed thing, in this cosmic consciousness, are attached to all things because of their detachment. Strange. This is very deep occultism we're going into now. It almost becomes abstract, I'm afraid. There's no other thing I can do with it. Can't even make it simpler than that. When the globe above the head shineth through the consciousness of the individual, and the power, as stated, is risen and lodged in that place, then cometh ascension, but not until this time. So
1: that's a very deep commentary by someone who's actually been there. How rare is that? I mean, to find a clip, a spoken clip from someone who's really experienced this, believe me, is gold dust absolute spiritual gold dust, and that's the gold dust that really counts, of course, spiritual gold dust. And as he closes there with a quote from the Sixth Freedom, when the globe above the head shineth through the consciousness of the individual, and the power as stated is risen and lodged in that place, then cometh ascension, but not until this time and so we're now looking at entering this state or those who have and then leaving that state again Uh, something which is very rarely mentioned the concept of leaving who mentions leaving nirvana used to be thought of as the ultimate bliss into which you amalgamate with the divine end of journey no not end of journey and why we come back to the third freedom we always do to serve because oneness with all life means service to all life. Uh, anything else would be a nonsense to one who's realized this state. And those have gone beyond it, because actually we're told later in the Nine of about states even higher than this, but we'll come on to that in future shows. And so Mars, as I mentioned, described cosmic consciousness as proving your readiness for an even greater step, and that step is ascension. Now, Dr. King, as you'll have noticed in that extract, talks with a great exactness and this is rare um it's very technical and please bear with that because i don't think we're going to hear such a technical description in fact i'm sure we're not anywhere else so he talks for example about no heat in the body now many of those who have spoken of great states of illumination have spoken of heat or fire as a sensation accompanying them, even people who didn't really regard themselves or didn't even know about yoga. Some European philosophers, for example, uh, and people who've had elevated states. William Wordsworth, who had an elevated state, didn't talk about heat, but he talked about some of these phenomena. But the point is, he had no access whatsoever to yoga writings in 18th century England at that time. And this is a universal thing. And the effect one effect of kundalini can be heat but in cosmic consciousness and please bear with me if i'm getting rather technical here so controlled is the 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 individual in that state that that heat has gone there is a coldness caused by a complete rise of kundalini actually up just above the head where the brahma chakra as it's known, or crown center, if you like, is located. So Dr. King says here, you're to all intents and purposes dead. In other words, the heart has stopped beating. Uh, Sometimes you are breathless, but you're kept alive, he says, by a thin band of heat around the head, which prevents rigor mortis from setting in. And, And I do apologize again if this sounds a little obscure and rather technical, but these are facts. We we really want to go all the way, as it were, spiritually speaking, on the Spiritual Freedom Show. But also, we want to make it as readily understandable as possible. And the spirit of these concepts, we can practice well before we reach cosmic consciousness. And you'll notice that in the nine freedoms, service is not just given as a moral thing, as a good thing, as a thing we should do uh, to help others. It is, and that's what you'll find in other perhaps more basic religious teachings. I don't say wrong religious teachings, but more basic, given to the public, given to people that aren't really going as far as we're going here, or aspiring to go. Uh, But The nine freedoms also shows how, not just why we should do them, but how they bring about internal psychic and spiritual change leading to evolution, leading to greater advancement, leading to greater freedom. So all the energies within the body, including all aspects of thought in cosmic consciousness are transmuted, as Dr. King says, uh, to the highest level, bringing coldness, as I mentioned, and also immobility. You couldn't walk even if you tried to, unless you left this state. And there is complete detachment. And that, as he wrote it's a paradox in advanced truth, often. And as he says, it leaves one free to attach to all. Remember the aphorisms by Dr. King? Uh, and i do i remember it well because when he first told it to me in 40, about 40 years ago uh, he reprimanded me for not getting its meaning more quickly because it's it's much deeper than it appears and this is the aphorism i'll just say it again i am naught said a man naught but me answered god it's all there simple it's a culmination of our journey once we've transmuted all so we're naught what is left god spirit and as Mars Sector 6, this says, when the globe, that's the crown center, the highest psychic center, shines through the consciousness of the individual. The kundalini's been raised to that highest of centers, and the individual has moved as near to the spirit as is possible on our world. Let's put it that way. And then it is time for ascension, but only because all experience has been gained and you know i came across a i think a brilliant an absolutely brilliant quote from dr king yesterday actually Alison, my wife found it and it's from a lecture he gave back in 1967 and i'm going to read this quote to you because it's i think it says it all actually but you've got to follow it a bit closely. It's it's clever, uh, and it's uh, a use of words, but it has great meaning. So here it is. In fact, if you want to, you can write this down. It's an aphorism by Dr. George King, and I'm going to quote it now. There are people on this earth who have too much experience to be able to experience experience as it should be experienced. You know, I'm I'm going to say that again. There are people on this earth who have too much experience to be able to experience experience as it should be experienced. What does that mean? He's talking there, and you'll see it in context if you hear the the lecture as a whole, about unnecessary experiences. That is the too much experience. It doesn't mean too much wisdom, it means people are having all sorts of experiences that they don't need i mean you don't have to uh for example become an addict to to every um habit in order to see and to learn and to know uh, about addiction not being a beneficial and helpful thing for example i could give many many other examples um you know you don't have to sort of experience everything But there are certain experiences our karmic pattern demands of us because we need to master them, and that's what this means. I'm going to say it one more time, actually, so good. There are people on this earth who have too much experience to be able to experience experience as it should be experienced. So let's take that away with us and uh, and remember it, and let's just realize that it's then... That we're ready to take the next step after cosmic consciousness once we've mastered it by the way at will and induced by ourselves you may remember we read from paramanta yogananda beautiful reading last week but the state he entered was induced by his guru his master shri Yukteswar. Uh, whereas for example the dr king state was induced by himself this is a state we're told we have to be able to self-induce and not only self-induce it induce it at will and then we're ready to go to the next step and uh enter well hopefully enter the uh area of becoming ascended and that will be available to us once we've mastered at will we're told cosmic consciousness well i could go on as i'm sure you you won't be surprised to hear but i think it's high time we went to uh our good friend darren ball because i know He's got some fantastic comments, questions for us from our previous shows. And we have so... Thank you all, by the way, for the comments and questions you are sending in. So, Darren, are you there?
3: Hey, Richard. And hey, everybody who's listening. What do you think of that quote, Darren? Uh, yeah, I, I, I had it written down in front of me, just working out all the little bits, experience, experience. experience yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's uh, definitely one to write down and reflect upon. And it's, yeah. it, I really t- take that point, you know, that there's certain many experiences in fact that we don't really need if we have the wisdom to see that that we don't yeah. uh- Yeah. So I think it's a really important message, um, for people. Um, but we've had lots of questions and comments of you said, uh, coming in these last few weeks. So do keep them coming to everybody. I definitely echo what Richard said. So thank you to you all for uh, participating in the show and to sending those in. I encourage everyone listening to do so to write into spiritual freedom at richardlawrence.co.uk with those questions you have, you have, or, you know, thoughts, um, on the teachings, or even a story you'd like to share. We've had a few of those, which have been very good to read as well. Um, also invite you to check out Richard's website, by the way. That's richardlawrence.co.uk for other shows around the world that he's appeared on recently. But um, here's a question, Richard, that we don't often get, actually. um, And I think it's a very important one, um, particularly as we're talking here about Kundalini. And so this person writes, I would like to know how safe King Yoga is. You mentioned rapid strides up the spiritual ladder. Raising Kundalini should be a gradual thing, shouldn't it? I knew someone who went into spiritual crisis and suffered ill physical health for the rest of her life as a result of everything happening too fast. She, was, she wasn't she was practicing King Yoga, but she was with a recognized organization. How can this be avoided? Uh, that really is a good question. Thank
1: you for that question. And by the way, I just repeat, I never know the questions that are coming up until I hear them at the same time as you listeners hear them. And I think that's good because you get a spontaneous as it were real answer. And yeah, that is, I mean, I could, that could be the subject almost of a whole show because you do have to be very careful, especially in the area of Kundalini yoga, especially in the area of Kriya yoga. And as a matter of fact, there is an advanced practice in realize you're in the potential and Dr. King himself, who's the author of the book, I, I was privileged to co-author it with him, but it's his book. And these are the practices he brought for us to use, um, through his, his mediumship, through his own knowledge. And he did hesitate about putting that practice in, and he decided to put it in for those people who are ready. But one should treat it with great care. So I can't comment on what this lady uh, actually, I think it was a lady you said, mm-hmm. did yep. and, and why it led to those problems. Um, but I would say this, karma yoga is a safe way to go um nothing is easy and nothing is test free if it was then it wouldn't be worth it so i'm not going to sort of make color it uh too uh easily at all um there are great moments and there are difficult moments but it is a safe path because the kundalini isn't forced and even in the exercise that is contained which is a kundalini breathing visualization or series of them um it's not a force, a physical force of kundalini, as as also I mean I've seen exercises in Kriya Yoga, for example, which do involve physical uh, actions. Uh, and if it happens too quickly, it could indeed be dangerous. I think there are all sorts of guidelines one can give about remaining balanced, keeping one's feet on the ground, uh, and you know, keeping a sense of humor, uh, definitely keeping humility uh knowing what we are knowing what we aren't not jumping to there's all sorts of ways actually you can help yourself in this journey but don't be fearful of it uh the teachings that we give and and the question was about king yoga are designed for inverted commas ordinary people to practice and to practice safely and i would add to that in the context of karma yoga and I think if service is foremost in your mind and your heart, a great protection takes place just through that motive, as well. So I think if you follow all the steps that are given and are carefully given, uh, then you'll be. Ab- I know that you'll be absolutely fine.
3: Yeah, thanks, Richard. I think this this person here, I think, is, is a good lead on actually, because they talk. They got some very specific requests. They say, um, I think it would be helpful for a lot of people actually, as more people pick up a copy of. Realize your potential, as you mentioned, with those practices and discover this path. They say, Hello, I've got a few questions I'd like to ask. First, what is the minimum amount of time one should spend in daily service? What are the daily practices a devotee should accomplish? And have you got a handbook of rules that the student should and should not do? And uh, lastly, thank you for your help. (laughs) That's
1: great. Look, I think, Darren, we're going to have to bring back questions two and three there because uh, we we haven't really got time to do all of those. But just read the first of those three questions again for everyone. Sure. They say, what is the
3: minimum amount of time that one should spend in
1: daily service? You know, um, the Ascended Master, it's good because we're talking about Ascended Masters today, Saint Guling was asked how uh, often people should practice the Twelve Blessings and I believe I'm right in saying this. I haven't got it chapter and verse in front of me, but it, I think his answer was something like 24 hours a day <laughs> because it's the spirit of that practice. So how often should you practice You know, your every action, and I I know this could sound like I'm avoiding the question, but your every action, even you're going to work, because we do need to live, we do need to pay the bills, everything you're doing could be part of your, and, and as I mentioned in a previous show, even at night, Mars Sector 6 stresses that, it's 24 hours a day that love energy Uh, exists and can be channeled and sent even in a sleep state so in theory if you were really all the way there you could dovetail your life without any limit at all 24 hours but if we're talking about a set of exercises and how often you should do them it will vary from person to person there isn't exactly a minimum uh, but i would say if you're not if you're doing less than 10 or 15 minutes a day uh well let's put it positively it would be good to have no less than 10 or 15 minutes a day Um, and i would try the other thing i would stress is to try and do it regularly um because it's, it's much better than, say, doing two hours at a weekend one day and then leaving it for the week. It's much better to do it every day for a shorter amount. And then when you get a chance to do more, uh, if you get a chance to do breathing exercises for a lengthy period, even of hours or mantra or another practice, then grasp it or especially prayer for others. Uh, so I'm sorry I can't give you a precise formula like that, but I, I would try at the very least to get 10 or 15 minutes
3: a day going on. Uh, yeah, I absolutely agree. And we're building that habit, uh, extremely mm. positive habit, which can, you know, will be the best investment of time that, you know, you could make for your absolutely. advancement. Mm-hmm. And
1: we will come to your other questions uh, next week for sure, or later in the show if we get time. But we must now introduce uh, our first guest who's going to share her moment of truth. I don't know what it is, I'm looking forward to hearing it myself. And uh, this is Katie Dawson. She's going to be, she is calling us from Surrey. As I mentioned, she's a very active member of the Ethereum Society. She devotes a lot of her time outside of her work, because she has to work, as most of us do, uh, to help others discovering spiritual truths and live them. Uh, She sends out prayers and healing to the world on a daily basis. She uses especially the 12 Blessings practice we've talked about several times before on this show. And today, she's going to share some of her own psychic experiences that led her on a journey to discover her life, purpose katie welcome to the spiritual freedom show
0: thank you richard it's great to be here
1: so would you like to share your moment of truth please with us
0: yes yes certainly so i believe i had my first psychic experience when i was around five years old i used to be able to hear guides from another realm communicate with me in their own way and these were non-physical i couldn't see them but i could hear them And this went on for a period of time. I didn't understand what was going on, but it did have quite an impact on me. And this was one of my earliest memories of being a child. Whilst growing up, it made me realise that there was a lot more to life than what people are conditioned to believe by the mainstream. The psychic experiences have carried on at different times and periods of my life. I've experienced astral traveling. This was at a time when some family members had passed on to another realm and I met them in an astral body. This was something that happened naturally whilst I was in a sleep state. It was actually a great comfort and reassurance to be able to meet with my grandparents again. And this happened a number of times. With the passing of some of my family members, I did start thinking about the meaning of life and also what my purpose was in life. I did a lot of soul searching, reading self-development and spiritual books, looking for answers to some of my burning questions about life. From this period of contemplation, I did have an inspired thought that I needed to get out of my comfort zone, do something for others and give back to the world. I went to Uganda in East Africa and did some voluntary work in a school. And the experience really opened my eyes to the imbalance and the inequity in the world. I was volunteering in a school in a very poor area. The people there had very little material and physical resource, but they had the church and they had their faith and this kept them going. I found out about the sphere of society through a medium who encouraged me to go to one of the services. At the temple, I listened to one of the 12 blessings, and these are really beautiful mystical prayers by the Master Jesus, channeled through Dr. George King. I could feel this beautiful radiance and energy coming from the voice of the Master Jesus. I was very intrigued, and I knew I had to explore this further. I studied some of the teachings, went to the services, and practiced the 12 blessings prayers. After sending out the spiritual energy through prayer, in time, I could really feel this spiritual energy flowing through me and out through the chakras in the palms of my hands. I've also noticed the difference spiritual prayer and practice has on me, and this includes feeling more energized, more balanced, and more focused these are just some of the benefits i've experienced so spiritual energy is something that is very real and something that the world desperately needs and we can all help to send this energy out to the world thank you
1: very well put what a great journey thanks so much katie for sharing that with us all thank you very oh, thank much you, katie Richard. dawson very well yeah put. lovely to have you on the show well we're, we're getting through a lot today, and I think it's great to hear these moments of truth and how real they are, and, and you know how people are, are experiencing things, not just having a leap of faith, they are testing and discovering things, as Katie did there. Now, let's move on, though, uh, to the next extract we've got, and this time we are going to hear from Mars Sector 6. Uh, we have permission from the international directors uh, to play these extracts, uh, they're short ones, and we study them in depth. Uh, so this one is from the Sixth Freedom, and it is about Ascension. So Tim, if you'd be kind enough, please, to play us our second extract.
2: Ascension is that a freedom which allows those of merit uh, to uh, perform a greater a uh, service. Uh, this uh, state is uh, not uh, brought about until the adept uh, can uh, consciously induce the state of a cosmic a uh, consciousness. Uh, this uh, state is not uh, the uh, result of any one a uh, practice, but rather the result of a culmination of experiences Uh, from which the vital uh, lessons have been arrested, experiences which have been uh, demanded uh, by a specific karmic uh, pattern, wonderfully put there and i think as we've
1: said so many times with anything delivered by mars sector six he doesn't use three words when one will do he tells us exactly and he tells us in a very understandable way i mean it may be advanced but hopefully it's very understandable and that's unusual sometimes you'll get where people are trying to put over advanced uh, ideas it's so complicated you need to have a dictionary and you need to be some kind of academic intellectual to really make any progress and this is above academic intellectuality not that i'm saying that's all a bad thing i know some people in the new age say that I, i'm not saying that at all uh, or so-called new age movement but there's something even greater than that of course which is wisdom as we're learning here so who are we talking about though i think it would be good to identify the sorts of intelligences who are ascended masters and i believe to the best of my knowledge anyway from what i've learnt uh there from dr king primarily there are hundreds of ascended masters there aren't you know enormous numbers but there are hundreds and bearing in mind that just one i say just one but one ascended master could will change the karma of the whole world by his or her presence let me repeat here the term master is not a male any more than it's female, um, or and and there's certainly, some call them the Great White Brotherhood, but they aren't a brotherhood of men, and they're not mainly white-skinned as it happens, so those are sometimes misunderstood, those terms. So we're talking about a, one of the most uh, advanced of them all is the Lord Maitreya, you may have heard of, Saint Guling, we've mentioned here, a Chinese ascended master. Um, again, he's one of the most prominent of them all. He's known as the keeper of the seal for the spiritual hierarchy of earth. A very, uh, in fact, he has an area of responsibility in which nobody outranks him. Um, and so he is a very prominent one. Another one you may have heard of, the master Kut or known sometimes as KH, Tibetan master. Another, the master Mariah, those well-known to theosophists. Another one, the master Hilarion. uh, And of course, perhaps the most famous of them all, it may be Count Saint Germain. Uh, The master Goya. Uh, Another one that you may not have heard is an ascended master, but indeed he is, is Swami Vivekananda. Another one whose name I've heard of, uh, from Dr King is Joseph Goldsborough has particular area of responsibility I've heard that there are at least two pharaohs among the ascended masters and I'm going to give you a probably a quite a big surprise now Sir Francis Drake especially those of you who know English history not that you can believe everything you hear in English history and I'm sure there's far more to Sir Francis Drake actually uh, when we were working Mark Bennett and I A fellow director here, he's been on the show uh, on the book Prayer Energy, which he co authored with me. We discovered a prayer by Sir Francis Drake. I won't read it all to you, but uh, I'll read a little bit because it's not quite what you might expect from this so called swashbuckling uh, character as he's depicted in English history. Uh, This is from that prayer by Sir Francis Drake, who lived in the 16th century in England. Disturb us, Lord when we are too well pleased with ourselves, when our dreams have come true because we have dreamed too little, when we arrived safely because we sailed too close to the shore. Disturb us, Lord, when with the abundance of things we possess, we have lost our thirst for the waters of life. Having fallen in love with life, we have ceased to dream of eternity. And in our efforts to build a new earth, we have allowed our vision of the new heaven to dim. I think that gives you an idea that he, it, he's certainly in tune with the Spiritual Freedom Show, if I can be so bold as to make that comment. And I particularly love this uh, concept of his, of having fallen in love with life, we have ceased to dream of eternity. Because, of course, eternity is exactly where the ascended masters dwell. They are not limited by rebirth. Uh, But most of them, as I said earlier, we don't know their names. But one, the greatest, I think by far the greatest of them all, their leader is known as the Lord Babaji, the greatest master on earth. There are others who use that name who aren't the real one. And and this can be true, by the way, of a lot of claims. You do have to be careful. Count St. Germain in particular, there are mediums claiming uh, I know of. Uh, and uh, I personally don't believe that they would be able to channel certain of them, I'm not saying it never happens, but certain of them, uh, uh, an intelligence such as Count Saint Germain. And that's even more true of the great Lord Babaji. But in this extract, once again, Mars Sector things, brings us back to service. And what's the point, as I said earlier, of developing yourself and ignoring others that are part of yourself? And he makes the key statement there again that the adept who would be an adept at this stage, or a master actually, has to be able to consciously, interesting word that, consciously induce the state of cosmic consciousness, meaning deliberately, through determination, through intention. It's a wonderful line in the Twelve Blessings, actually one of the greatest lines I've ever heard anywhere. It's about the lords of karma, and this is the master Jesus speaking. He says, they make it possible for fools like ye and me to gain that experience which will lead us to the godhead as conscious gods this really is the why of existence not the how of existence the why and it's a it's a very different kind of approach uh, from traditional yoga teaching where they would head off to a remote location as we've said before and kind of kind of try to avoid experience almost and again, Dr. King, you know, practiced what he preached. He entered samadhi in London. He entered samadhi before a public audience. He entered samadhi uh, in television studios in London and Los Angeles in order to be a trance medium for the cosmic masters. Now, there's nothing wrong in seeking a spiritual vibration. Let, let me stress this, by the way. In fact, it's, it's a sensible thing to do when performing your spiritual practices, it's a good thing to do. It's a good idea. And it would be a very good thing in your home, for example, to have a dedicated area. If you can, even if it's the corner of a room where you do your spiritual practices, preferably facing east, by the way, if you can. And you'll find if you do that, if it's not used for any other purpose, that area, the vibration will immediately lift you up when you step into it or when you sit in it. And that will help you likewise you can get special clothing that you only wear for spiritual practices and you can go to a holy mountain or a retreat if you really feel the need to do that nothing wrong in that at all but in the end it is demonstrating spirituality under all conditions including hostile and unconducive conditions so we can learn even well before reaching this state of cosmic consciousness we can learn from this, I mean, we might be at work. Uh, I know there's going to be people listening. You know, there's office politics, there's jealousy, there's resentment. Indeed, you can find that in families. You can find it among a social circle. And quietly, no one needs to know, you could be performing the Violet plane practice. You could be sending healing. And you are then starting to demonstrate master- a mastery over experience. You're not surrendering to the situation, and nor are you retreating from it but you're doing what you can do. And there might be a chance also to spread great truth, great teaching. Uh, we heard uh, a moment of truth where somebody uh, learnt about the Theosophy Society from someone who they were treating for a completely different kind of ailment. There's so many ways where you can bring change, you can bring spirituality. I'm sure people, please write in, tell us, Uh, Darren will read uh, your examples out where this has happened to you. In an ordinary, material, mundane life, it used to be regarded as kind of maya or delusion in in the past, which isn't quite right. You can see why, and there's an element of truth in that. But now, in these days, we want to get right stuck into the so-called maya and raise it and transmute it and lift it. And talking of that, I think I must go and i'm looking forward very much to going to our next guest because it's dave capraro uh, who is someone who discovered the Ethereum society many years ago in his teenage years uh, he's the organizer of the michigan branch as i mentioned earlier served there on the staff since 1976 and in february of this year that's this month he was appointed as an international director of the Ethereum society and i this is by being my first opportunity actually to officially welcome him as a fellow director to the board. So welcome, Dave. And um, to, to welcome him in public. I've welcomed him privately, but this is a chance to do it in public. And he's volunteered in various leadership roles for non-profit organizations. He's an avid researcher. I know that for sure. Uh, as a matter of fact, uh, Dave appeared, I remember, on the David Letterman show. That used to be, I think I'm right in saying, the biggest TV show in America. And he went on then and spoke about, uh, Bill, uh, I think it was about... Um, buildings on mars uh, and it was uh, very controversial and he presented a very good case there on the david letterman show not the easiest place to do it either so he's an avid researcher and lecturer and today he'll be sharing with us a practice that you can do based on the mystic text which we've referred to quite often and it, a text called the 12 blessings so dave welcome to the spiritual freedom show
4: Thank you very much, Richard, for doing the uh, Spiritual Freedom Show. I think it's absolutely fantastic work you're doing to uh, make the nine freedoms known to the world. Uh, Absolutely fantastic. Thank you. Uh, Today, yeah, I chose um, practice uh, uh, prayer because it's so uh, simple. Anyone can use prayer, and yet uh, prayer can be tremendously powerful. Anyone who really works at it uh, can perform miracles, miracles of healing uh, in our world, can help to uplift, inspire. And as taught by Dr. King, uh, prayer is a science. And if we uh, employ uh, certain aspects of this science, we can guarantee results. We can take prayer down to the individual level and lay our hands on other people and perform miracles of healing. So it's something that anyone uh, can prove to themselves. And I've chosen a prayer from the 12 blessings, which uh, Katie referred to earlier. And this book of blessings and prayers given by the master Jesus through Dr. George King uh, contains some... Of beautiful Blessings and Prayers, and on the cover of this gold book, it refers uh, to the 12 Blessings as the cosmic concept, uh, and I wanted to focus a little bit about uh, on the concept of God before we do this prayer and point out that uh, in the conclusion of the 12 Blessings, uh, Mara Sector 6 said that Jesus gave us the 12 blessings so that we could take these teachings in the light of scientific knowledge, in the light of proposed space travel, and broaden our minds accordingly. So uh, we're not afraid of uh, looking at prayer or the 12 blessings in the light of science. In fact, Mars Sector 6 is telling us that science can help to enhance. So getting to the uh concept of god this i think this word is very important concept because the better our uh, appreciation our concept our vision of god the more we can uh, link up with this and uh it's scientific knowledge now that if you took a, a photon and split it in two and send these photons of light in opposite directions, having made them as alike as possible, giving them the same phase and polarity, that there can be an information exchange between those two particles, even if they were light years away, that takes place instantaneously. So if we can, through our concept, make it as close as uh, possible to the reality, then at this higher subtler level, we can see how we can instantaneously link up from that which is the source of all light, all love and all power. And so I just wanted to take a few moments for us to uh, contemplate on the great uh, God behind all of creation. And uh, think about our existence on this sphere floating through space, moving at 60,000 miles per hour around our sun, which itself is moving around the center of our galaxy at maybe 100,000 miles per hour and It'll take 230 million years to do that. And our galaxy, with its unfurled arms sailing through space, is moving towards the Andromeda galaxy at a few hundred thousand miles per hour, eventually to merge to become one brilliant elliptical galaxy, and itself, the Milky Way, part of a 100,000 galaxies in some great formation in space moving in a vortex towards some center revealed by science as having the brilliance and luminosity of hundreds of billions of suns, and that moving towards something in the distance even greater, the power and luminosity of millions of billions of suns, journeys which will take us billions of years, but it's to this God behind all of this creation and behind what is even beyond this universe, possibly an infinite number of universes having carried on for an infinite amount of time. It's to this source of all light, all love and power and this divine mind which proves itself through the formation of galaxies organized across hundreds of millions of light years, early in the universe, defying all the concept of scientists, Uh, that when we contemplate upon these things, we have to marvel that yes, there must be some great intelligence behind it all. And Dr. King has taught us that we exist in a great sea of energy, And science today is telling us that right now, at this very moment, this energy, uh, known as neutrinos, which might not be the same energy, but it illustrates the point wispiest particles, trillions of them are flowing through us every second. So the ancients knew what they were talking about. When Dr. King says we exist in this energy, and through our visualization, through our desire, through our belief in God, we can link up instantaneously at the highest level to radiate this energy to bring healing inspiration and harmony and peace in our world so prayer is a very very powerful thing and i'd like to take uh just go through the prayer given after the 12th blessing um, the blessing being to the absolute or that which is infinite behind all of creation, in this known universe, and even beyond that. And this prayer opens up with the words, Almighty Jehovah. And uh, Dr. King informs us that Jehovah refers to a Lord of creation, and the word itself has a certain vibration. So do not be limited in your concept of this Jehovah, but have an unlimited concept the greatest realization of the Lord of all creation that you can possibly have. So let's just close our eyes and raise our hands with the palms facing outwards in awe of Jehovah, the Lord of creation, to which we are connected through a divine spark within. And the master Jesus refers in this prayer to uh, our divine heritage. We have within our heart chakra, a spark of God, a flame of love, we've been told, which can manifest in all embracing love, as did Jesus for our world and all humanity we have within the spark of God, connected directly to the source of all creation, transcending space and time. So as we raise our hands with the palms facing outwards, fingers together, let us in full belief know that God's wondrous power can flow through us. And if you can visualize it, as brilliant beams of scintillating white energy flowing out to the world. The prayer by the master Jesus, following the 12th blessing. O mighty Jehovah, let the wondrous power from your everlasting heart fall upon the heads of all those upon the earth now. Let the wondrous love from your mighty heart fall upon the hearts of all those upon the earth now so that they may all realize their divine heritage and oneness with thee. Lower your hands and uh, detach from the results. And if you practice prayer regularly, there'll come a time when you can feel the power flowing through your hands. And as mentioned, you can prove that this works by laying your hands and giving healing to other people and seeing the results. Anyone can do it.
1: Absolutely beautiful. Thank you so much, Dave. That was, uh, and so in tune, actually. You know, it's a strange thing we've we've mentioned before, Darren and I, that sometimes a guest such as yourself doesn't know what the theme of the program is going to be. Uh, And in this case, cosmic consciousness and your exercise was perfectly in tune With the things we've been looking at this week and last week so thank you very much for appearing on the spiritual freedom show dave capraro thank you richard and all those of you who uh did experience as dave says there that the power flowing through the palms of your hands if you did feel that energy in that exercise or indeed in any of the exercises we do then please do let us know we're interested in your experiences or maybe you're doing it when you're at home uh, and, and this is always interesting and very encouraging. And that's one of the things about spiritual experiences. They're not always pleasant, but sometimes and usually they are. And sometimes they can encourage others to really see the reality of this. Now, Darren, um, you've noticed that too, haven't you? How sometimes the themes of our guests chime in perfectly with the, the theme of the show of the day.
3: Oh, yeah, absolutely. It's sort of like there's a, a little bit of a magic to it, which is uh, yeah. <laughs> good to know we're not alone. Yeah,
1: Have we got time for one more question or comment, do you think?
3: I, I think we do. I thought I'd um, – we've been talking a lot about the ultimate goal here, and I thought I'd maybe just bring us back to, to the beginning of the journey. Um, to someone who's asked how should I start and um, I, I'm sure they're not alone in this and I think it's a good thing to sort of help balance it out so this person said um, I'm looking to grow spiritually and find out how I can be best use my time to help as many people as possible I feel a bit stuck on my spiritual journey at the moment and finding it difficult to make progress so I thought what might you advise enrich Richard, as sort of a, a way to kickstart that again right
1: well I, I think you know what we, what dave there was talking about and katie mentioned too the 12 blessings is i can't really think of anything you could do that'd be more useful more productive more helpful to others in setting energy and also to world karma because there's a cosmic concept there uh, and that's uh, going then out in the mind belt please do remember one thing by the way if you study teachings like we're doing here in this hour Um, You are, yes, helping yourself in the sense you're being educated, and I'm educated every time I talk about this, by the way, but also you're placing a firm connection on the mind belt of earth for these teachings. You're empowering these teachings by focusing on them, by studying them, instead of some of the, frankly, trivia that a lot of people spend a lot of time studying so there's lots you can do keep in touch with us but i think a great place to start and really get cracking would be the 12 blessings so i think darren that pretty well rounds up this show um i think next time we're going to go look at actually where do you go after ascension we're going to actually move into that area because uh, a lot of people didn't think there would be anywhere you could possibly go after ascension never mind uh, nirvana uh beyond ascension so Thanks very much. Um, and Darren, is any final words?
3: Because we're coming to a close now. I'd just like to say but thanks to Dave and Katie. I think that's a great contemplation that you've, you've given us there, Dave. And, and Katie, I think your experiences are a real inspiration for people, not just the fact that you know we can all have these type of psychic experiences, but also that we can really all feel for ourselves, as Richard said, this spiritual energy. And when we do, it will really open our eyes and change our perspective on the world around us. Very well said. So thank you all for listening, and let's close as we always do with that wonderful quote from The
1: Nine Freedoms. Service is the jewel in the rock of attainment.